You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's episode number 274 of the Take Him With You podcast for June 1st, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're going to have some awesome conversation today. Stick around. It'll be fun. the bus do you remember when weird al did that no i was wondering why you picked a a song about bullets flying and people dying it's another one bites the dust who cares what they sing oh i just didn't know if there's any significance to it or you just felt like reliving Would you like to the analyze 80s? the song Another One Bites the Dust? Well, was it just you were feeling mm. were you feeling like you wanted to relive the eighties and so that's why you played it? <laughs> I don't know. You pick out the music usually, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. So I just wondered why you picked it out. I'm not sure you've ever picked out the music. Um, I think you let me pick my favorite Christmas carol or something <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah, you just drank some Diet Pepsi. Well, it is very, uh, it's warm today. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's like 70 degrees. Well, it's not warm, warm. It's not warm, but it's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. We're hey, going to, as soon as we're done podcasting, we're going to start cooking dinner and have the kids over for, for dinner. It. Yeah, and um, I think kids taste pretty good, so it should be an excellent Have dinner. them over to, to eat dinner, not to cook din- them for dinner. Okay, good, because I was going to say, then we would have to be like um, the witch in the woods, you know. Hansel and Gretel. The witch from there, yeah, because yeah, she no. ate kids. Yeah, we don't eat kids. Unless it's a goat, but I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten a goat. Ask me if I have. Have you ever eaten a goat? Nah. I didn't think so. I've had goat cheese. That's unfortunate. No, it was good. Especially sliced really thin on a piece of cardamom bread. Mm, Swedish well, braided bread. Nice and slim. Well, Swedish braided bread, you butter it and then put some goat cheese, a thin slice on it. Oh, it's awesome. Have fun storming the castle, boys. Or inside, or put the soft goat cheese. I was talking about the hard cheese goat cheese on top of the bread. Do you think they'll make it? It would take a miracle. But if you do soft goat cheese or feta cheese and you put it inside of figs <clears throat> and then you warm them up. What's the difference between goat... Or not figs, dates. What's the difference between goat cheese and cow cheese? One is from goat's milk and one is from I cow's know. milk. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Well, I think generally goat cheese is more pungent, a little stronger, but sometimes cows does it have can that strong gamey taste to it? It's it can be a little bit more pungent. It's not what I asked. Well, it's like why? I, okay, I don't like venison. Or have you ever eaten? And I don't like elk. Have you ever eaten wild duck? I've it never has, eaten duck. Well, no, I have had a little bit of duck. Wild duck has almost a um, a muddy, earthy taste. Uh. I wasn't a real fan when I ate it. I mm. just tasted it. I'm going, mm, I kind of feel like I'm eating mud. Wasn't my thing, but. Duck mud. And then I had commercial duck one time when we were at a friend's birthday party. Are those ducks on commercials? No, I meant like commercially raised. Oh, duck. like it, like chickens are raised for eating, so yeah. are ducks. And and it was, um, you know, at a Chinese restaurant and the, the owners were cooking. Yeah. And it. I couldn't eat it because it's too fatty. Fatty duck. The wild duck I ate wasn't that fatty, but this, you know, like farm-raised duck was really fatty. Well, that's because the wild ducks fly. Yeah. And the 
domestic ducks probably, probably don't. A, probably in a cage. <coughs> they probably duck fed. wrestle instead of fly. Force fed for a couple months. In, in this slaughter. corner, coming in at 15.3 ounces. Duck! <laughs> you see those dark places on the recording? That's where my eardrums are bursting. Do you see the dark places on the recording? That's where my eardrums are bursting. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you laugh, it bursts my eardrums. Really? Yeah. Oh, Okay. She didn't make me laugh then. Well, I was saying, I don't like venison and I don't like elk. I don't like wild meat. Hmm. And the reason is because it has a, it kind of has a taste like goat pee. Oh, no, no. Not that I've ever eaten goat pee. No. But like a billy goat, you know how they have that weird smell to them? That's what it tastes like to me, gamey. I don't know. I haven't eaten a, I haven't eaten a lot of like venison steaks or elk steaks, but... My brother made really good venison and elk um, um, kielbasa sausage. Mm. And still I actually liked it better than beef or pork because it was a lot leaner. Mm. And it, they put spices in it and stuff. So I, I didn't taste a gamey or urine-y smell. Urine-y? Whatever. Didn't taste like pee or, <laughs> or earth or anything. It tasted how did, good. How did we get on this? I have no idea. I don't so. even know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a rabbit trail. By the way, have you ever eaten rabbit before? I refuse to eat rabbit because Why? I grew them as pets. It'd be like eating a cat or a dog to me. I just could not do it. I don't think I could eat a cat or a dog. Have you eaten rabbit? I have. Do I ask me if I like it? I'm giving you a, a dirty ask me if I like eyes it. look right now. Do you like it? No. I think it's gross. My brother made it one time and said... It looks oh, like chicken. Yeah. My brother says, it's supposed to taste like chicken. And I go, well, I'm going vegetarian tonight. Sorry. Well, that and after you eat it, your nose twitches for about an hour. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I'd have to be really starving to death before I eat a bunny. If you eat their legs, you're really lucky. No, that's a rabbit's foot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so what are we doing this week? What are you up what to? Are, what? What? What did I do this week? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was I was really busy. I'm trying to remember. I uh, finished a logo for a company, and I did. Uh, what did I do? I did a website for a company. I did uh, worked on uh, Wayne, our buddy Wayne Henderson, mm-hmm. that um, has the Resurrection podcast. Yeah, Resurrection Revealed podcast. And also, well, he used to do the Fringe casting, but of course Fringe is over now. Mm-hmm. But he also does a Packard the fan. Packer Fan podcast. He also does uh, Tuning In with Wayne Henderson. And several other things. He's Mr. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he has defined and has been working on his voiceover um, website. Mm-hmm. And so I helped him a little bit with that. Um, and uh, by the way, congratulations, Wayne, for your new grandbaby. Yeah, congratulations, Noah. We're trying not to little be Noah. We're trying not to be envious. We're just going to celebrate with you. Instead. We put our order in for grandkids, but we haven't gotten any yet. Yeah. Uh, so Wayne put together a brand new site. You got to go check it out. WayneHenderson.net. Net. Yep, and he's working on that. You can listen to his voiceover stuff and. Get to know him a little bit Is more. Is it Henderson with an E-N or an O-N? Oh, you would have to ask that. Well, there is a difference. <sighs> well, of course. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so. No. Let me I, try. I know we have to. Wayne Henderson with an O. I mean, my Wayne gra- Henderson. Son. 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 My, my grandmother. There he is. Look at That's him right there. My grandmother was a Gustafson and a Patterson. He's a handsome man, isn't he? Yeah, I like those pictures. Yeah, Wayne, you look happy. There was a picture that used to have as a profile picture that made him look scary, but he looks happy there. Yeah, it he's got like that a, one scary one. It was yeah. like a um, reverse image or yeah, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he was like, he looked menacing, but he looks like a happy guy there. He looked, there he is. Yeah, I think that's the scary one. I went to the about Wayne Henderson. Part. I think Wayne, if you're listening, that second picture down <laughs> is the one that I think looks scary. He does under the dome radio too. But I 
with okay. our buddy Scott. But I'm not trying to be we- mean, Wayne. If if you look, I can uh, Scott. see Scott, not Scott, Troy. Troy. Sorry, Troy. I just called you Scott for some reason. I don't even know why. Back to that picture. I can tell that it was like a, a supposed to be an artist rendering or something, isn't it? Like a All watercolor. it is is like a picture of him with the Photoshop thing on. It's no big deal. Yeah, but I can't see his eyes, and I guess that freaks me out. It's all about the eyes. You know, the eyes are a window to the soul. Mm, the eyes are a window to the soul. Hey, guess what? Uh, okay, you. so. Yeah, probably. I get a lot of those. Let me see. No. Ding, ding. No, no. It says. Um, Is it just a Facebook notice or something? Somebody commented on something on Facebook. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. um, this morning I'm with our pastor's last day at church because yeah. she's moving to Texas and getting married. Getting married. And um, so we picked a huge bouquet of roses from our garden and took it. And if you go to Rick's Facebook page, did you tag me in it too? Be on I, my, I did. my page too then. I did. You can see the picture. We put um, a couple different kinds of roses in there and ladies' mantle and fever few. And, yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, you made a beautiful We bouquet. got like 100 blooms on the rose right now. Yeah, at least. The bushes, at least. It's yeah. it's like, wow. It's and I don't remember, right do you remember it blooming so early like this? Um. Yeah, and then it'll bloom about every month until Christmas sometimes. Yeah, cause, and now what will happen is all these will bloom out and then all of a sudden a bunch of batch and new a bunch of batch? A bunch of batch They'll of new ones. They'll kind of fall off and then a few A bunch of batch later. of new ones. But we've got a bunch of buds too. A bunch so. of buds. Well, we are. Yeah. we do live in Washington, so we can do that. <laughs> We we do rosebuds at our house though, not the other kind. Oh, you're we my, don't you're smoke my, them. You're my bud. Okay, so anyway, Jade's you, my bud. You did a good job with Wayne Henderson's. Um, Wayne Henderson dot net. That's interesting how it's dot is spelled out, but if you type it in, you don't spell out the dot. You just put a period, what you, right? What are you going to analyze all my friends' websites <laughs> now? Sorry. Here, let's go to another one. You just tell us what you think. Maybe we should do a whole episode on websites. Okay. This is the difference between you and I. I am more analytical, being more introverted, and you are more spontaneous, crazy extrovert. We balance each other out. Whatever. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And you, if Speaking you of want that, someone to, to look over your work. To... In 20 days, we will be married 28 years. Yeah. Known each other for 29 Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a long time. And the other morning, I think it was just yesterday morning, I um, didn't have work. I was home. Uh-huh. So I made you a gluten-free pancakes and sausage and eggs and brought it into you. And I was cleaning up the dishes and you're going like, I like you home. And I thought, you know, that's one of the nicest things that someone could say to you after being married almost 28 years, that they like being around you. Well, it's, it's more than you she... would say. I can tell you that. <laughs> <Aww>. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets quiet. Yeah, I need a break from you as well, dear. I get lots of breaks. I like being home, too. You just like it because you get play in the garden. I do like gardening. You get to watch Buffy. And I haven't watched Buffy for quite a while. No, now you're watching some vampire thing. Um, no, my daughter. Teen Wolf. My daughter got me started on Teen Wolf. I can't even believe this. <laughs> my wife watching Teen Wolf. You know, this is it though. Okay, all I had to do is watch one episode of Teen Wolf, Bitten, um, Vampire Diaries, um, just you name it, whatever type of show it is with vampires and werewolves in it. It's the same exact thing over and over. Teenage angsts, dead things turning into monsters and attacking each other, and lots of guys with shirts off. So there well, you go. Well, the funny thing is, is it was our son that got us into watching vampire stuff. Not me. I, no, I don't watch vampire our, stuff. Our son, Andrew started us and um i can't believe it because i us don't say us oh, i did not okay I don't catherine watch it. and i um i don't I, care i for... never thought that i would watch vampire or anything but i think catherine Jeez. wanted to watch the um oh what was it the, the real popular movie twilight series <sighs> 
And my son, you know, because part of it was filmed around here, around... Um, <coughs> Forks. Well, not much was form filmed in Forks, I found out, even though that's where the story was supposedly based. They filmed a bunch of it by Mount Rainier, but one of my my oldest son's friends was an extra in it, and so we got kind of curious about it. So um, my daughter was interested, and I wasn't quite sure about it because I wasn't, you know, vampires. I'm not into vampire stuff, but it really wasn't as much about vampire stuff as just a silly love story. And it was a pretty clean one, too, because the lady who wrote it... Um, <coughs> She has some morals and stuff. So, yeah, it it wasn't bad. Moral I mean, <clears throat> vampires. Well. Werewolves. Yeah. Like, you know, talked about waiting till marriage to become intimate and stuff. So, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, moral vampires. Yeah. I want to suck your blood. And he didn't, the, um, the main character didn't want to... Um, make his girlfriend immortal, you know, change her into a vampire because he, you know, the whole thing about them being damned, like it, they lose their soul when they do that or Ooh. something. So he didn't want her to become a vampire. Mm. Yeah. Well, I heard that Disney has bought the franchise now. <laughs> are, you, are you joking? No. Really? I heard that. Well, they bought Star Wars and they bought other. Well, anyway, they bought the Twilight uh, franchise, and uh, of course, it's a little bit different with the newer movies that are going to be coming out, uh, because as soon as the werewolves show up, the vampires go one, <laughs> one werewolf, <laughs> two, two werewolves, three, three werewolves, ah, 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 and then lightning goes. <laughs> that would have made more sense if you said Jim Henson's Muppets bought it. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Oh, <laughs> I just completely screwed that joke up. What was I thinking? This the is Count a, isn't Walt Disney. He's... This is what you get for being married to an introverted, oh. analytical person that, that corrects Sorry, everybody. Jokes. I totally ruined that. You're right. I should have said Sesame Street bought the rights to Twilight. And then... It... Yeah. But you know the sad thing is, for real, though? What? The guy who did The Count died. Aww. Yeah. Well, Jim Henson passed away, too. Well, yeah, well, long before then. Yeah. But just recently, well, in the last year, the Count died and uh, at his funeral. <laughs> no, for real, he did. He really did die. <laughs> but at his funeral, when they were burying him, was one scoop the other of way. dirt. Two scoops of dirt. I'm looking the other way, rolling my eyes and shaking my head right now. <laughs> but for real, so for real, he did pass away. I'm, I'm just was being goofy about his funeral. I, I am. I was being. I don't know. I have any idea what they did at his funeral. Yeah, you don't even know if he was buried or. If he, yeah, nothing. One cremation. <laughs> you really shouldn't joke about that. What if one of his relatives is listening? They'd feel feel really bad. Sorry. Yeah. I'll try to keep him in line, everybody. I will try. Speaking it's really of that, hard. we have a comment for the show that you have not heard yet. Oh. Is it audio comment? It is. I'll be playing it here in a second. Okay. Here's the deal. Uh, remember last week when you said that the Vanderloos from uh -huh. the Rusted robot podcast they wanted to know about our slug farming that that's what they were really into was the slug comments well guess yeah. what they said something else than that so here's our comments from our good friends the rusted robot crew sean and bridget vanderloo that rhymed uh here they are right now hello rick and amy it's sean and bridget from the rick moyer fan club podcast <laughs> I, I, also known as the Rusted Robot. The Rusted Robot podcast, I should say properly. Uh, we wanted to uh, thank you for all your help over the last several months. Hard to believe that we've only known you since January. Yeah. Crazy, well, isn't it's it? one of those things, you know? It is. You're, you're an amazing man. I uh, appreciate all the texting and uh, just everything you've done for us, you guys. Well, the music. The music. The, the commercials. The jingles. The, everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And so much fun. You guys are great people. Can't wait to meet you one day. We wanted to respond, actually, to your last week uh, podcast, we where you asked us specifically if we just like you for your beer and your slugs part of your uh, podcast. Yeah, There's more to it. 
There is. Yeah. There, there is way more. We, we love the weekly spiritual message that, that you send out to all your listeners. Definitely. We don't go to church, so that that's kind of like our, our, our spiritual fix for the week. It is, actually. It is. But my favorite part of the podcast is when Amy tries to explain something, and Rick just goes off and... On his little tangents, and he'll he'll go off, and he'll doom, just doom, doom. yeah, he'll he'll just talk about everything else in the background, and he'll say this and that, and Amy's trying to explain it, and you can hear the frustration in her voice, but she's also kind of laughing too. Yeah, it, it's a good marriage. You you can tell how how good you guys are together. Yeah, yeah, and we we just wanted to uh, send this quick message to you guys and uh, let you know that we're listening. We appreciate the messages that you send out, and I know your other listeners do too. So thank you for everything, and have a great day. Rusted robot. Thanks, guys. That was nice. Thank you. I'm glad that you like other parts besides our our beer and slug bait, whatever things that we do. <laughs> yeah, slug. you guys are very nice. Thank you for being nice. You know. Um, yeah, some people get mad at me for interrupting Amy, and I, I try not to. You don't try very hard. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, an update on the slugs. Um, this morning, my wife had a rough time. Slug slime, once it gets on you, is hard to oh, get off. It was gross. She found slugs and got them all over. Well, I got a dead slug that was slimed all over me, and it didn't want to come off my finger. That's gross. different than I got a boogie on my finger and I can't flick it off. Was I got a slug on my finger? I can't flick kind it off. Kind of the same idea, but it's just like about an inch and a half long of oh, slime. Gross. Oh, gross. Just gross me out, would you? <laughs> I know. Well, somehow, I think one of the cats knocked over one of my dahlia containers. I had a, a pot that had dahlias, and they were growing Did you, really well. Were you well. able to save them? I don't know, because some of this them broke, but we'll see if they come back. Uh, um, but I repotted them, but but in the pot this morning that most of the stuff had fallen out of, I um, most of the dirt had fallen out, I found like four big slugs, so uh-oh. I had to deal with them. Yuck. The okay. slug whisperer. <clears throat> no, no, I don't whisper to slugs. I yell at them and tell them to get out of so my garden. So what did you do this last week? I, oh, I also did a jingle for a hair salon. Yeah. Fan, um, fantastic Sam's. In New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the first part of the week, I was too sick to work. But, yeah, you weren't feeling good. But I did drive up with you to the cemetery and we put um, flowers. That's true. Um, silk flowers in your grandparents and little vases by their... Little things. I don't know what you call them. The mausoleum. It'd be their, it'd be their grave. The mausoleum. Is that what they're called? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So we we remembered. And then one of my former clients that I work for, we found his name. Right by him. Right below your grandma and grandpa Moyer. So we yeah. had an extra flag. And so we put I it put in a there. little flag in there. Um, <clears throat> but then I did work. Um, the rest of the week. If you talk any softer, we're never going to hear <laughs> I worked the rest of the week and made it through, but I was kind of tired. I'm doing better, though. Yesterday was my first day that I really felt pretty much human. Is that our dog snoring? I hear our dog snoring. Look, quiet, look, quiet. I don't hear. Good for a minute. And oh, she's her, still alive. And then her little legs were twitching, so I think she's dreaming, like that she's chasing a cat or something. Could be. But I felt better yesterday and got some yard work and housework done, and still not totally caught up, but I'm making, I'm getting there. Good. Yeah, and then we had a good um, brunch at church today. We had a kind of a send-off party. Send-off, going away for our pastor, Carista, who's been on the program before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there, so. that's our exciting week. Don't we yeah. have an exciting life? <laughs> Aren't we exciting people? Well, I we have introduced beer healthy. into our life now, so it's all different. Yeah, except for we still don't drink it, but our slugs do. Oh, man, are they ever happy slugs, I'm telling you. Well, for the 30 seconds before they die. Well, that, and if any animals get into it. Hmm. I've noticed that some of the lids are off. You don't think our cats are partying when we're not? looking right i don't know if i would drink out of a slug container they look pretty gross okay okay that's enough you're gonna gross me out yeah it is a gross so 
<clears throat> Should we play a promo and then get into our play a uh, promo? Play a promo. Our discussion. Let's for play today. a promo. <coughs> you all right? Kind of. So why don't you play something so I can cough? My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by jewelbeat.com. Time for the food for thought section of our show. You know, we don't ever introduce it as that. We just kind of start yakking. Yakking, yakking with youth, yakking. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, I think part of it is kind of our philosophy on things is that faith should just be part of your everyday life. Well, that's true. You know, we haven't really talked about what our mission for our podcast is, but we do have one. Okay, why don't you share that? You don't know. You just said it. It our our reason that we even started the Taking With You podcast was to introduce faith to people that wouldn't normally go to a church or mm-hmm. wouldn't normally be interested. Uh, by using our life as an example, one of the rules that we have on our show and we and we've kept to it, all two hundred and seventy four episodes, we will not rank on other religions. We don't mm-hmm. uh we don't do shows like how we're right and you're wrong. Um, and the reason being is because we feel like there's enough stuff to talk about in our own faith that what we believe, um, there's enough stuff to talk about that we don't need to rank on other people's. And I'm a firm believer that if you present the truth and the and what you believe, you don't need to make somebody believe something. They either believe it or they don't. Yeah. And so our mission is to let people know about our faith, 
particular that I mean, we we love God and we think he's awesome and it's good to talk about our everyday lives. He's part of who we are. And so hopefully through our life and through our presentation, people are hearing and seeing God through us. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not, uh, we don't ever claim to uh, We're not know trying everything. to get people to be members of a certain denomination. Or church, or, right. Or, yeah. Um, we just want people to feel the feel free to explore a relationship with God. And, 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 and again, too, there's a lot of misconceptions out there on what people, people that believe in Jesus, there's a lot of misconceptions of what they believe and what they don't. And what we try to do is explain how we believe without um, without pushing it down people's throats, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know some people would say, well, you're not tough enough, you're not strong, you should be. The... But you know what? The other thing we've learned is we, we really don't like people that hate other people. Yeah. And um... we're not into the, to the, you know, people being so rude and mean and nasty to others. And, and to not get too preachy or too quoting King James, um, but there's one of my favorite verses. It says that God's kindness is what draws people to repentance. And repentance is just a fancy word that says to turn and go the other way. So <coughs> if someone's on a, a destructive path and they're being self-destructive, they're hurting themselves, they're hurting other people, it's God's kindness that will say, come here, let's, let's make some changes and your heart first. Let's, let's think about how to love yourself, how to love others. And the greatest commandments are to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love yourself and you love your neighbors, you're going to be kind to them. And you're going to build each other up and not tear each other down. It's true. And you didn't interrupt me and goof off. I am really, really okay. impressed. If anybody's listened to our podcast, they know <laughs> that when we talk about spiritual things, I don't goof around. <laughs> Remember what you used to say to the kids. Don't monkey around with God. And then she'd go, she'd go <laughs> and then scratch your armpits. No. You would. <laughs> Well, I think that was when we were talking about like being respectful during prayer time and stuff yeah. so that the kids knew that there were times to be quiet and to to be respectful. And to know? this day when when the preacher says, and let's pray, Nathan will do monkey songs with his. <laughs> oh, no. Not really. Now you got me joking around again. <laughs> See, that's your fault. Okay. Your fault. So, you know, we had a lot of. We had several. We actually had response. Yeah, we had great thank response. Thank you, 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 And now if we can pull it, pull it all up, I, I went through my email and found a couple of them. We got ans <laughs> we got um, long emails from several people, um, which were fantastic. Well, we got Amber, thank you. Mm -hmm. That was really cool of you to write in. We also, uh, Chris, or Amber's from Portland, Oregon. Uh, we got from our good friend, um, Greg Blanchard, wrote in as well. And he's from, where is he from? Ohio? Where are you from, Greg? I think he's... I know where you're from. I just can't In the remember. middle of the country. Ohio. Somewhere. He's in Ohio. Is that the middle of the country, kind of by the Great Lakes? Kind of. And then we got an email from our friend Stefan from Australia. Mm -hmm. And then we got an email from our friend Chris from Australia that we didn't really know before. Yeah. So that was kind of cool that Chris wrote us, and he's from Australia as well. So, so they were they were in response to an article that we talked about a couple weeks ago on our podcast about why millennials aren't going to church. And we've talked about before that church doesn't necessarily mean, mean the same thing to, is having to, a relationship with God. Right. But it can, if you're in a healthy congregation, healthy group <coughs> of people, it can encourage you in your faith. So there can be positive aspects to church. Um, but not everyone feels inclined to go. And some have very valid reasons why they don't feel inclined. Yeah. Um, so do, so we, we got some great response. Mm -hmm. And... 
<clears throat> I thought it would be interesting to cover uh, uh, some of the comments on our next podcast and then some of them on this podcast because we don't have time to get all of them in because everybody wrote and a then lot. Plus, there's also an article that was kind of a follow-up to the first, and I, I'm not sure if we have time to cover that one today or well that's what i was going to do i was we're okay. going to cover the follow-up article called seven ways to draw millennials to your church mm-hmm. which is will be really interesting i think um and then um i thought we could tackle one of the comments really made me think actually all of them were really I great i almost wonder if we need to do that one next week because i think that could be a whole podcast it could be a few podcasts yeah Stefan, um great Letter, by the way. Thank you. Very I have good. not had a chance to respond there, there to. There was a couple good ones that he, good comments he made. And, and one of them in particular that you made really spurred us into conversation this week about why that age group might not be going to church. And was it was and, fascinating. And, and several conversations. This morning, you know, Sunday, we could have slept in until 7 or 8. But... Like 6.20 this morning, we were talking about this topic that Stefan brought up. Yeah, you did a great job. And and we've had several conversations about it. Now everybody's going to want to know what it is. I know. Well, You're going to have to wait. Let's just say it has to do with our culture and fandom and why people churches as, isn't as important to some people anymore. Uh, be, and well, why they may be fa- finding their social and and even spiritual needs yeah met in fandom versus church mm-hmm. so we'll 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 okay, i think it's a good idea we'll cover that next week we'll, yeah, we'll call I it a church and fandom or fandom versus church or, or something like something that. like that so that should be pretty cool mm-hmm. but um also i i i don't know there, there's a lot of information in the other letters so uh we can probably take um well, why don't we do one or two of the letters and then the rest next week? Okay. Um, we got one from Amber, and I think I might I might summarize it because I just read through it again, and it was really good. And it was talking about how her church experience growing up that their family moved a lot. And so it was totally different than mine because I went to the same church from birth till 19. We still go once in a while. Yeah. And matter of fact, that's the church you preach at quite yeah, often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very connected with that church. But but her experience was that she went to many different um, churches and Christian schools. And often, like every summer, they moved to a different area. And she started in a different church and a different Christian school. Um. And they never really stuck to one denomination. Sometimes they went to like a Baptist church and sometimes they went to a charismatic and then back to Baptist. And there's a lot of culture shock and different kind of traditions there. Um, the, she's talked about the first time they were adversely affected by church was when her dad was out of work and he was sending a resume, his resume out farm wide to find something and a good friend of his knew of a business that, that's kind of loud. Sorry. Wanted to possibly start if it was God's plan. And the friend happened to be an elder in the church who just happened to mention to the pastor who then prophesied in quotation marks uh. about how the business venture was part of God's plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and shortly after that, the dog, the, her dad got a job that required moving out of the area, so they didn't stay at that church for much longer, fortunately. Yeah. So the next time was when they um, was more school-related than anything. Her brother was in third grade and his teacher, and he didn't get You asked along. her if it was okay to share this, right? Yeah, she said we could share it. So, and we don't share last names, but anyway, right. um, so there was some disagreement about, um, punish the way they wanted to punish him because they thought it was really blown out of proportion. The school was wanting to, you know, like suspend him for a small thing. And, um, so <laughs> they, they said they didn't want him to go back to school, but the school was attached to the church they were attending. So that kind of made it awkward. Um, so 
anyway, there was a lot of conflict in there. And then they were in another church or school that wound up that was like a borderline cult. She doesn't like to use that term, but she goes, any pastor who assumes he can dictate how people dress at yeah. home and yeah, we've been there. take subjects that um, go to him or some people that go to him for counseling and use them for Sunday sermons. Right, right. So it was kind of awkward and... Um, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So after they left, um, there it was, I don't know, her her mom had passed away and she had guardianship of her brothers. And she decided she would take them to a Quaker church. Um, and, and it was actually associated, I guess, with people that where our son went to college, George Fox. You know, a lot of the Quaker churches are right next to dairy farmers. Because then you can have Quakers and milk. No. Okay. So he, she took the kids to um, youth group, you know, church so they could go to youth group. And she got involved in a college and career group at a church that her friends went to. And so she's ended up finding some <coughs> um, fellowship through like kind of not really churchy church things but kind of church groups right and so she's kind of at the place where a lot of us come to when we've been involved in church and have been burned is that she believes in god but because of all the confusing messages messages Mm -hmm. and examples she's seen she's a little bit I think a, she said a theist ag- agnostic now. Where An agnostic she be- theist. She believes in God, but a lot of the other stuff she's not sure about. Right. And I understand. Oh, yeah. So it, there's a, it's quite a, a long, um, you know, long email. And, you know, she says she's not a, opposed to doing a Bible study or... Sure. Um, well, I think like okay. Now, so but... what I get from Amber's mm-hmm. thing is um, some of the reasons she doesn't attend a a big organized type of church is because of the experiences she's had. Well, there was manipulation right. in the so-called prophecy. But what she but what there's... she points out though is really good, and that is that um, church really isn't for walls and a building. Yeah, I don't think I read that part. I was kind of skimming no, through. I, no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that. Oh, okay. But I'm saying that I'm getting from her that she actually experienced true spirituality with a group of people that believed in God, mm-hmm. not necessarily an organization that told you how to believe in God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is kind of cool because there are really two different ways to look at church. One way is to say a church is a building and you go to it and you belong to an exclusive set of people and the other way to look at church is what the bible says church is and that is the people that believe in in god getting mm-hmm. together uh, that's that we are the church yeah and that's different yeah. that's a different way of looking at it and and it really you think about it man and and i'm mankind i'm saying has really they really very try adamantly to uh, make something tangible make a four-walled church well, with a pastor I, and with yeah, a I think programs people and, like to see things written down and go yeah. okay this is the tenets yeah. of the church this is kind of the laws and the rules and and the regulations and and we like to put god in a box yeah. <laughs> and go yeah. okay you can have a good relationship with god if you do this and you do that and you do this other thing and you don't do that and you don't do this and and kind of make up rules to being a good christian or sure whatever it is so i anyway i thought that was really yeah. really excellent thank you so much amber for for writing in and for sharing your heart mm-hmm. and uh, we sure understand how you feel yeah and you know and, and that's one thing i've noticed even in the little um, congregation we've been attending the last few years i've noticed a lot of the people that go there um have their past associations with church had 
been quite negative in yeah, a lot yeah. of respects. And that's why it was so hard to have uh, Pastor Carista yeah, because, leave today. Because we we really felt safe with her. We felt she like, understood. Yeah, we felt like she was compassionate to people, even though that hadn't really been her experience. She she'd been in pretty healthy churches. She's had positive experience, yeah. Um, but. There's quite a few people that we've attended church with or we've met through our podcasting that have had some difficulties with, you know, feeling manipulative or taken advantage of. Okay. Taking event, being taken advantage of or, yeah. So you have another, a different kind of side of the coin here. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. We find this to be the truth uh, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. especially with young families. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a letter from Chris um, from Australia. And he said, hey, Rick, I wanted to, you to know the reason I go to church. And he says, allow me to give you my demographics. Um, Australian, married, male, age 34, always considered himself a Generation X. But I think I'm on the XY cusp. Two kids, 13 and 10 years old, Grew up in a Baptist church. We're talking the strict, conservative, almost cultish IVs. Um, not sure if our Australian variety is similar to what you've experienced. Um, conversation uh, for another time. Uh, vanilla white and middle class. That was his, that's his, uh, his demographic. He said, the church we go to currently is categorized as Baptist, but nothing like what I experienced in the first 18 years of my life. So the main reason we go to church in particular, this church, simple, the children. When we last changed churches, the reason we did specifically was because me and my wife, or my wife and I, still wanted good godly teaching for our children. This current church has good youth and Sunday school programs with sound teaching. I might disagree in some areas with parts of the occasional sermon, but really, it's a good church, well organized, and with uh, with a teenage son it's really encouraging to see him grow spiritually. And then he says, I enjoy your podcast, Chris. Mm-hmm. So now here is a is another thing that we experienced over our time in ministry. Um, one of the main reasons that people came to church was for their kids. Yeah, if a church has a good Sunday school program, a good youth program, um, that's very attractive to people. Yeah, and I and I understand that. Now that we have been parents for some time, for 24 years we've been parents, mm-hmm. um, I would say that that is very, very important to us. Yeah. You know, it was. and uh, Our kids all attended youth groups or youth churches of some kind. Um, yeah. And... And I think for the most part, they had positive experiences well, sure, with sure. them. Well, sure, sure. It was the politics and the bigger parts of the church that turned them off. Yeah. But as kids, they were like involved in Awana's kind of things but and Sunday school. And Fascinating, though, because it would be really interesting, Chris, if you didn't have kids, mm-hmm. what type of church you would be in or if you would go to church. Yeah. Because, again, I think families sometimes, uh, when you have kids... You think, depending on how you were raised, mm-hmm. you're you want them to be involved in something like you were saying, uh, Chris. That you know you want your kids to grow spiritually, and that you, you don't want them to be wacky. So well, he didn't yeah. say that, but that's what. Yeah, I, I mean, saying. none of us want our kids to be wacky. But I'm, 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 my poor parents. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just got an idea. I bet you that our uh, we have another letter from our friend Greg. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know what? We haven't had him on the podcast. That's kind of silly. He does a, a, a podcast called Inappropriate Conversations. Uh-huh. And I bet he would be fascinating to have on the program to talk about his particular letter. Because uh-huh. it was, re- he he is such a deep thinker and such an amazing, I, like I can just Ste- sit. Like Stefan too. <laughs> well, yeah, but I can sit and listen to him for a long period of time. Uh-huh. And he's just, it, he blows me away with his organizational thoughts. I am not like that. You know what I mean? You're the creative random kind of yeah. um, ADD yeah. kind of type. And, but and I think we if, need all kinds. I would kind of like to have Stefan on the show too, but he's so busy lately, he's not able to do that. But yeah. um, we'll, that's, I think, what we're going to do. I'm going to get a hold of Greg. Greg, be forewarned. I'm going to be contacting you to talk about your letter, and we can talk a little bit more about it with you because I think it's a 
a great subject to talk about. And then um, next week we're going to be covering um, um, about fandom. Yes, Stefan's Stefan's letter. Yeah, because yeah. it's really really good. So, okay, so now what I'd like to do, and thank you again for everybody writing in. You really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you so, don't just don't know how much we appreciate. Do you that. want to talk about the yeah. the reasons why? Yeah. Yeah. Now this is our our friend Brett Raymond. Right. Ramond. Brett Raymond? Raymond. How do you say his last name? Hammond. Hammond. Why do I say Raymond? Okay, because I came from Raymond. I grew up in Raymond. You grew up in Hammond. Raymond and you played... Oh, no. You just had to think of him playing a Hammond, Hammond B3. Hammond organ. Okay. Right. Well, he he has a... A blog a that blog encourages blog for people. pastors, basically. Right. And you've seen some really good articles on it. And this was... An article by this pastor we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and then this is a follow-up article. Right. So and, he he was talking about uh, why people in that millennial age group, which is what? Well, it, it's I think people with like younger children. People. Um, I don't. I think it said that in the last yeah, article. Yeah, I don't remember the exact. But it's um. It's actually younger than our age group, but not teenagers. Somewhere in between there. Right. Say so young adults. And and he basically says in this article now, this is a new one. This is a follow-up to the other one. <clears throat> he said, uh, in six reasons millennials aren't at your church, we looked at the statistical data uh, behind why an individual church may not be effective in reaching young adults. Uh, Lifeway Research found 70% of young adults who indicated they attended church regularly for at least one year in high school do drop out of regular church attendance. Uh, that does not mean, however, that they have they have uh, left never to return. In fact, according to Lifeway Research, almost two-thirds return and currently attend church within the time frame of the study. So that's and I very kind of wonder if it's similar to Chris's situation where maybe he was in like a really conservative church that kind of turned him off. But then when he had children of his own, he thought, well, I might not want to go back to that, but I want my children to have some solid teaching and, right. and a that, relationship well, so with that God. Same, that same study found most don't make a conscious decision to leave due to a doctrinal dispute or significant disagreement. They simply drift away because the church doesn't seem as important in their lives as it once did. Many have looked at the church and decided it's no longer relevant. So this article that he wrote here says, mm -hmm. how, can the, how can churches change that? How can people be drawn back into churches, uh, the young people, and uh, and have you know plant roots in the congregation and and be examples and help and you know how can that happen? Very interesting. Uh, the things that he wrote down, of course, is just his opinion. But yeah, well, and and I was thinking too because I remember talking to a couple of single women that are in this kind of demographic, early thirties, and they made a comment. You know, the church as a whole doesn't really have a lot for their age group i mean some larger churches have like a a career and community or what do they call it a career college and career group for you know people in their 20s and 30s um for young adults that are single um some larger churches have that but most of the smaller congregations they're, they maybe have a Sunday school or nursery if they're big enough, maybe have a youth group, maybe have a young married group. But a lot of times they're doing good just to have a nursery and Sunday well, school. Before we bore everybody, we probably yeah. should get, get through the thing. But yeah, okay. Because well, really the idea <laughs> here is why aren't young people coming to church? Yeah. Um, why, why have they abandoned that? And here's some of the things that, that he has ideas on what might have them come back. Yeah. And the first one is be online. Yeah. He says in research for their book, the millennials, uh, Tom and Jess Rainier uh, found over half of the millennials saw the internet as a positive influence. And 55% said they found influence on websites and blogs. And so he says, you need to be there. 
Uh, think of it this way. Without an online presence, your, ch your church can only have an influence on those who come to your building or who visit you personally. So by using social media, blogs, you can reach people around the world anytime, day or night, which is something that we thought of a long time ago mm -hmm. because um, there's a big world out there. It's a big world. And um, interesting how they, they started doing that, and it's been a positive thing for them. Second thing... Mm -hmm. has been invest outside your walls. For millennials, the community is not a pool of prospects, but a place for service. They want to see church actively involved in helping make the community and the lives of those in it better. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, it's not enough to hand out invitations to come to church. They really think that there should be some tangible type of things going on to to love on people in the community well, i know back when we had a large youth group we tried to do that with the kids we took them on mission trips and the the junior high kids we took them around the community and helped them had them help with feeding programs and you know had them do service projects for people in need and mm -hmm. and got them involved in the community and i think that 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 helped with their their spiritual growth and to have them know that it's not just about what happens in the four walls of a, a building, but right. your Christianity should speak through your actions outside. Right. That's true. And by the way, we're getting this article off of a website called factsandtrends.net. And um, yeah, very cool. Okay, so the third thing they say, if you really want people to, you know, young people to come back into church then you need to speak honestly um says that uh millennials are prone to distrusting people and they, and they have a right to, to distrust because there's been a bunch of corruption mm -hmm. um but they they really are drawn to authentic honest people yeah. which is hard to do if you're trying to act super spiritual or you know but they they appreciate people that are honest and and real and uh Thought it was really interesting. Millennial and YouTube phenomenon Jefferson uh, Bethke. Remember the guy that did the uh, I hate religion yeah, one thing? He That's did him. This, like spoken word thing. Yeah, says you don't need the fog and lights to get young people to show up in church. I think what they want is a real deep, authentic truth. Church leaders need to be authentic and vulnerable, which is mm -hmm. true. It's not about a show. And, and I think people are wising up to that. So another thing is called uh, that they think that would work to get people back in is reaching outside of our comfort zone. And uh, while this is uh, this will help you to reach millennials, most diverse, the most diverse ger generation in U.S. history, this also will enable you to survive in a future that will be increasingly increasingly diverse. So, um, in other words, we we've gone to churches where other type of cultures, other type of people are really they say they're welcome but they're not yeah and the, and the reason is because they're different it's outside of our comfort it's like the they're not it's like the, the elders are all upset because there's kids smoking outside before youth group or somebody comes in with tattoos all over them and they're or not they accepted steal their cell phone away right you know <laughs> and it's like what are you doing like what but it's we're gonna have to learn if we're gonna have people coming into church that are young we have to learn that there's all sorts of different types of people, and diversity is a big factor. Uh, number five is be open to institutional change. Hmm. Do we love our traditions more than our children? And isn't that true? Because um, isn't it true that religion sometimes takes over and the meaning of it disappears, and then the whole idea behind it was to be, you know, helping people, and then and then what it becomes is a bless me club. Yeah. Well, sometimes we can carry on traditions without really realizing why we're doing them. And there yeah. might be some good reasons, but unless we explain those things, they wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and very interesting um, ideas here. Uh, and then number six, develop community. Um, relationships trump everything else for millennials. So, so young people aren't looking for a show anymore. They're not looking to be their ears to be tickled. What they're looking for is somebody. They're looking for good friends that love God and and want to do cool things. Hmm. That's what they're looking for. I like what it says. The second thing it says, 
It's over half. 61% of millennials say family is the most important thing in their life. Mm-hmm. Friends come in as second, as second most important. Yeah. And I, I, how do I bring this up? I think one of the things that bothered me about being on staff at a church was I got the feeling that, and I even heard the senior pastor make fun of people who wanted to spend time with their family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I think God made families. <laughs> and so it kind of, it bothers me when sometimes church organizations can say, oh, you can spend time with your family anytime. You need to come and do this. You need to be at, you know, five meetings a week. and. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you know what? You only have your kids for so many years. You know, you need to support them and and to have good family time and not just keep on pushing them to the side. Yeah. So, but anyway, millennials have my same opinion. <laughs> and then the last uh, thing that he wrote down here was preach Christ. And he says this should be foundational, but often it isn't. And many churches, unfortunately, believe the opposite is true in terms of reaching millennials. Some churches have tried to water down the Christian doctrine and deliver Christless self-help sermons in order to reach young adults. The denominations who have done so aren't doing very well. I think that's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think, they, I think they're right. I think that um, <laughs> most of the people that I talk to that are young people appreciate it when i shoot straight yeah when i just say what i believe and uh, whether they think it's right or wrong they appreciate the honesty and the and the straightforwardness of it and uh i don't you know i don't really water down what i say so it's it's just really interesting to see this guy's ideas for bringing young people back into the church yeah so. just to make sure we i think you mentioned who he was last we can give time credit, but yeah. i think we need to make sure he gets credit for what Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let me go up here. Uh, It's Aaron Earls is the guy's name. Mm -hmm. And you can subscribe to Facts and Trends magazine for free right on his blog, factsandtrends.net. Okay. And he has lots of other really cool articles and fun things to read. So, Well, and, you know, that's one thing that's really neat about the Internet is, you know, you... There are so many good articles about every single subject. And and, um, sometimes... Faith and religion aren't comfortable subjects, and, you know, they can offend different people. And that's not our point here, but our point is just to get people to think about it. Yep. So I don't know if this is something interesting. Well, it seems like we got a lot of response, so I guess it's interesting to some people. Uh, So uh, we will talk next week about Stefan's letter about fandom. And that should be an interesting thing. If, if you have any opinions on it and you want to share with us, we would love to hear from you. Maybe record an audio comment and send it in about fandom versus religion. And um, or are they the same things? Are sometimes? they? Yeah. Are they the same <laughs> thing? So that would be really interesting to hear from different people. Some comments. So if you feel like it, send an, an MP3 in to Rick at takingwithyou.com or Amy at takingwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get hold of Greg and see if he'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. And uh, talk to us about his letter and his ideas because I think they're really good. Yeah. Are you? She's yawning. You're tired. Uh, you tired? Well, for some reason, when you get older, you think, "Oh, my children are raised. I can sleep for eight hours at a time." But that doesn't always happen. I only wish. <laughs> it doesn't happen. So we were talking at 6.20 this morning, and then we should have been sleeping for yeah. another hour. But, yeah. yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay, well. Okay, we're got to go get ready. The kids are all coming over tonight for dinner. So yeah, I so got to go, go make get ready for that. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to our program as we ramble on. Uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, and we really appreciate those of you that uh, reach out and contact us. Very appreciated. Thank you for the audio comments, Sean and Bridget. That was nice mm-hmm. of you. Uh, thanks again just to everybody who uh, participates on the Facebook page uh, or on my Facebook page. And uh, the other thing you need to do, um, I guest hosted on Treks and Sci-Fi this week, 
and I interviewed the Star Wars store or the Star Wars shop owner from Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. I did a YouTube video of it as well. You can find that at Rick at youtube.com slash Rick Moyer 777 or search for interview with the owner of the Star Wars shop, Rick Moyer. Well, find do it. you think um, Rico Dosti will have a link to that it's already on there. the Trex and Sci-Fi? It's already there. Okay. So if you go to Trex and Sci-Fi, there's probably a clickable Trex link. Sci-Fi.com. Yeah, a clickable link SF. to watch the video. Or you could just listen to the audio if you're on and a And it was a lot of fun. So I had a, And I talked with my friend Jeff Job before I talked to Don, the, the owner of the store, and we speculated on the new Star Wars movie. And is Trex and Sci-Fi on... I know it's on YouTube. It's on Stitcher. And it's on Stitcher also, right? It's not on okay. YouTube. Not YouTube. Um, YouTunes. YouTunes? Not YouTunes. iTunes. A-I-E-O U-Tunes. I don't know. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O That's right. I love that commercial Do you know the old McDonald's a bad speller? Oh. Like, what? <laughs> Cow C-O-W E-I-E-I-O <laughs> That's awesome Yeah Okay, well, I guess we should go Yeah, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production Copyright 2014 All rights reserved Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See you later. Adios. Amigo.